I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. And as you can probably notice, due to the absence of intro music, today's episode will be an interview. So as societal awareness for environmental issues slowly increases, the topic of sustainability is becoming just a little more widespread. So on that note, today I'm joined by the wonderful Estella. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Okay. A college sophomore and the founder of Ethica Clothing, a sustainable fashion company. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. So can you tell us when you founded Ethica? So I founded it in May of 2020 during quarantine. I had a lot of free time and I had just finished my um, freshman year of college. So I wanted to put my passions into a little pet project that turned out to be Ethica. Oh, that's really cool. So did you have any like inspirations for the brand, like any other companies that you kind of mirrored? Um, no, basically my inspiration was myself, not to sound, <laughs> just because it was just like, I am an avid thrifter and uh-huh. I went to college in North Carolina in the middle of nowhere. So there weren't a lot of like New York level thrift stores. I'm yeah. from New York. So I was like, wow, I wish that I could go online right now and e- find something that was easy access, like $10 a mm-hmm. piece but it didn't exist. And then quarantine gave me the opportunity to create it um, because I just wanted somewhere where I could get the cool clothes I get without spending an arm and a leg and also making it be like sustainable because that's how I try to live my life. So I love that. So on that note, how would you define sustainability? Well, my favorite quote around sustainability and like environmentalism is we have not inherited the world's resources from our ancestors. We are borrowing them from future generations. Oh, I love that. So when you think about that, um, for sustainability for me is using what you already have before getting something new. So Mm -hmm. I incorporated that into Ethica. There are a lot of sustainable brands where they're creating a product Mm -hmm. and it's sustainable and it will help people with sustainability, but it's still like creating more waste and, you know, having an yeah. environment versus Ethica, you, you use something that's already been in one life cycle of its life and it's sustainable because you're using it again. And yeah, um, yeah. so I could have made a sustainable line of clothes like Reformation or any of that, but that is not what I envisioned for my brand because I wanted there's so many clothes like so many clothes that are going to end up in the landfill so I was like why not just um, be a part of the solution I love that insight that was really nicely worded so (laughs) um, when I looked at your catalog first of all of products I noticed that the site offered like ethical merchandise like the save the whales like the crew necks and the tops yeah and then also like thrifted items. So can you take us through the journey of one of your shirts? So like from where you get them to when it ends up on the buyer? So it's a very long and complex journey, Mm -hmm. but it is like a lot of work. There are a lot of different steps. So basically someone donates and then it goes through its whole process. There's a lot it's a very long process, honestly, too long to go into right now. But um, it helps me to do what I love, helping people reach sustainability and cool clothes. So really I love cool. it. Yeah, thank you. So can you, um, well, first of all, why is 
sustainability because I like I was going to mention this earlier, but I think it's better to mention it now. Why do you think sustainability is relevant to like the fashion industry? How does it relate to what I wear? Um, so a lot of people, some statistics a lot of people don't know is that fas- the fashion industry is the second most polluting industry wow. after oil. That and it creates more carbon emissions than the travel industry and um, I have it written down creates more emissions than the air travel industry and international shipping. Wow. I didn't um, know that. People, yeah, there's like, it's crazy because people don't realize that like, I thrifted, okay, I thrifted this sweatshirt, but like this uses probably a pound and a half of cotton mm-hmm. and in order to produce a pound of cotton. Um, it's about like 2000 gallons of water. Wow. Is used. And that is about literally that is five to six years of drinking water for one person. For one shirt. For one, like for a pound, for like a sweatshirt. Yeah. Every single pair of jeans uses around 2,000 gallons of water. So that's wow. every, so like I have a lot of jeans, but most of them are thrifted. Like all of them are thrifted. So mm-hmm. it's like mitigating that. Um, if I had bought them directly from the supplier, then I would have been wasting 2,000 gallons of water basically that's how I see I see every single time I uh, buy a pair of jeans from a thrift store instead of going to like Levi's I'm saving like five to six years of drinking water Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so but sustainability is super relevant fast in the fashion industry because people don't know how destructive clothes are to the environment I definitely didn't either like, I never, sustainability wasn't something I ever thought of until, like, I'm not even going to lie, until, like, this year. Like, it just never crossed my mind. So it's great that I'm getting informed. Yeah, it's, and I feel like it's important. That's what we're trying to do with Ethica is, like, inform people and then also give them something where it's accessible to them. Yeah. Where it's not, like, because I feel like there are a lot of accounts that are based on, like, information, but don't really give a solution. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to provide a solution. And I'm really, I think it's really small right now, but I'm really hoping to grow it like very big so that That's everyone great. can have access to it. Okay. So on that note as well, why do you think it's so important for consumers to focus on sustainability? sustainability? Like why is this a problem that environmentalists aren't like solely responsible for? Well, because every single time you buy something, you essentially vote with your wallet. So it's super important um, for people to consume sustainably because like our literal planet is like on fire and it feels like it's at war with the human race. Yeah. So um, it's super important for people to be sustainable because like if we want a future, we need to have like a huge cultural shift. And that's what I'm trying to inspire in yeah. the future like, the consumers are definitely responsible for something like yeah that. it's there's like a social responsibility because sure institutions and like government need to follow but when it comes down to it unless the people are doing something and demanding something from the government from their institutions there's not going to be change and like people if there's market research these huge corporations that are like coca-cola they produce mm-hmm. so much plastic so much plastic and if you look at their sustainability clauses they're like by 2030 we'll take one bottle out of the ocean for every bottle we put out into production which like really is not anything 
it's it's lip service so um if people were like okay i'm not gonna shop at coca-cola anymore if everyone just stopped shopping at coca-cola until they use like hemp plastic which biodegrades naturally then coca-cola would automatically switch so like the people have the power in this so every single time it's important to shop sustainably if you can afford it because you're essentially voting every single time for the future that you want Exactly. I agree completely. That's something I actually stressed in the last episode. And so as I said earlier, awareness of the effect of fast fashion on the environment on earth is growing rapidly. And with that being said, bigger fast fashion brands are trying to make an effort to market themselves as more sustainable. For example, like H&M and their like eco tag things. And like this section is like, it has a leaf. So it's like sustainable. How do you feel about these efforts being made by fast fashion brands to be more eco-friendly? Well, if you think about it, like, okay, so for H&M, they have, like, a buyback program where you donate your clothes, and then they, like, turn it into textiles and do all of that, but their actual, like, the way that their company is run is not sustainable. Like, they can have a sustainable line, but they're doing it because it's a trend and because they know people will buy it. It's probably, like, um, what I was, it's probably not the most sustainable fabrics because, like, they're trying to obviously make a profit. um, And then sustainable items are really expensive, but it is greenwashing. Like, most of these big corporations are using greenwashing to be like, oh, we're having a, you can donate your clothes here and get a coupon. But Can you define coupon, what greenwashing is? Oh, greenwashing? Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, I don't know what, let me just look up the direct definition because All I'm right. not the best at... Um, so it's the process of conveying a false impression or providing misleading information about how a company's products are environmentally sound. Got it. So that's so another like, topic did not know about. Yeah. So companies like will use the color green on their products and like put leaves and stuff to make it seem environmentally friendly to the consumer. Or, or they'll say like, used with 30% less plastic. Okay, mm-hmm. but less plastic than what? Where, where yeah. what happened there? You know, so it's all just like trying to get, it's a marketing tactic instead of like getting to yeah. the actual root of the problem. Basically, well, it's something I've definitely fell for because actually when I was like asking listeners questions, a lot of my, my friends, my peers were like, hey, like, do you know about like H&M, like specifically like their campaign to reduce this and like their leaf tags and da da da. So it's clearly effective given that we're all falling for it. I've fallen for it before. Like I'll buy something with a leaf and I think I just saved a tree when that's probably not even the yeah. actual cause. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, it's just crazy because people are like, Oh, companies will literally say, if you buy this, we'll um, plant a tree. But then it's getting to the fact when, like, if their product is needs deforestation in order to be created, like, yeah. planting a tree is not going to mitigate the entire forest and biodiversity being, like, destroyed. So it's just, like, so much deeper than what people think because people just aren't educated about it. Mm-hmm. So, so would you say that you know greenwashing and these companies um efforts in general have had any type of notice noticeable effect on the environment at all or just the culture um i think it's definitely made people i mean people were already like i don't know if 
these companies doing it made people more cognizant of like how clothing affects the environment or if the people were cognizant of it and the companies just followed that trend that they saw yeah um I do think it definitely has had an impact but I don't know if it has been enough to actually see a change environmentally because like people are still going to forever 21 and buying all their stuff yeah and they'll get one thing from the sustainable line but then they'll get 10 things And I think that's a whole like issue with the way that they market themselves. People tend to support their sustainable lines, not for the environment, but to make themselves look better and feel better. I know that's a huge component. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge component because everyone wants to feel like they're doing something and there's, that is completely valid. It's progress over perfection. And like, it's cool that those brands are giving the option, but it's also um frustrating for like someone like me who's actually trying to like have a uh change and stuff because um it's not like holistic and real in their brand yeah I get what you're saying so kind of to like that kind of translates to pricing because we know Mm -hmm. that the cost is a huge aspect of why fast fashion is so successful so like from your opinion, like from your perspective, I mean, do you think that pricing is a bigger issue in the fast fashion industry or the sustainable industry? So I was honestly thinking about this question and I think that they're not mutually exclusive issues. I Hmm. think they're both terrible, like sustainable fashion. Everyone wants to be like, oh, I am doing, my habits are good for the planet. Everyone wants to feel that way. But when sustainable fashion is like $200 for a dress, that is not affordable for a majority of Americans and like even people on the planet, you know? So that is like, it makes it, that makes sustainability a status thing instead of an, an exclusive instead of inclusive because sustainability needs to be accessible to everyone. If we're going to save our future, Mm -hmm. but it's just not right now, which is a huge issue. And then fast fashion, on the other hand, is, like, I remember, because, like, I'm guilty of jobbing fast fashion. Before I had no, before I had any idea about the impact, I would be, like, oh, I'm going to, 20, I'm going to Forever 21 to get something for $5. <laughs> because it's just, like, that's what was there. It was what's accessible. It was before I was um, an thrifter. Like, so I, it's so accessible and cheap and, like, sure it might fall apart or whatever but yeah I was selling like me I would if something was starting to fall apart I would just sew it back up you know yeah so um it's like an issue on both sides because one hand it's like inaccessible and exclusive on the other hand it's super accessible but then you think why does this cost five dollars if like there's fabric there's like labor like these people aren't getting paid so there's like yeah. a whole you just kind of have to like connect the dots both are huge issues. So like with Ethica, I'm trying to create a balance between them where like nothing is being made, nothing new is being made for now until we start like um, branching out. Mm-hmm. Nothing is getting made and then the prices are affordable for all, but they're like brands and mm-hmm. um, good brands and stuff too. So it's like I tried to bridge the gap between like sustainable fashion and fast fashion. And I think that's a perfect balance. So do you, um, well, how do you feel about the general perception of sustainable fashion? Like, how do you think the common consumer views sustainability? 
Um, well, I was actually uh, talking to some people at my school, some like um, heads on the board, and they're like, okay, when you say sustainable, it automatically means more money. Like, yeah. More money, more money. So that's what people, like when you say something sustainable or green, people automatically assume that it's going to cost them more money, which is like, for me, for Ethica, that's incorrect. Yeah. Because our whole thing is affordable sustainability. And, and that's, like, yeah. yeah. That's something I, that's, it's okay. That's something I was actually, that's something I observed actually in like my own mentality. Because when I found your brand, I actually found it on TikTok and I went to your Instagram. And when I visited your website, I was expecting to see like $200 shirt. I was just preparing. And then I saw like these shirts are like affordable. Like I, I could get this and be making a noticeable change if everybody, you know, contributes. So that was really refreshing to see. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm working on making the website. For now, the team is literally just me, my mom, and a few other people. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't have any experience in like coding or anything. So I'm trying to get, make the website better. But it's taking a lot of time because I just, I'm doing this. This is my first time ever running a business. I'm 19. So it's yeah. just, it's all like there's a huge learning curve and but I'm trying I'm trying so hard because I want it I feel like there's so much potential for this because mm -hmm. like I love doing it and I know people are really grateful it's a lot of work um, definitely but I know people are grateful for it so like I really like it and I could definitely see myself um doing this for a long time so would you say that like maybe like lack of experience in this specific field has been a challenge for you or like what have been like your biggest challenges? Um, my biggest challenges have been, so I'm not good at making TikToks. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm really not good at like social media. I used to be really good at it, but now I'm kind of like over it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I have lost touch to that. So, um, it's just all new, like literally everything has been trial and error. So, yeah. but it's like worked out so far, which is exciting. And that's great to hear. I don't think, obviously social media can be super, super helpful, but it's not the only tool to grow a business. Yeah, it's just super, it's crazy with TikTok, you can just reach so many people. It's yeah. actually like absurd if you would think about it because like one of my, I saw a TikTok, there's like the sound that's like, oh, 30 views isn't a lot, but if 30 people came in here right now, I'd be overwhelmed. So like I got one of my videos got like 4.7 million views and I was wow. like, oh. 4.7 million people have literally seen my little business, which is so cool. Yeah. And, um, well, to shift gears just a little bit, I wanted to delve into some questions from the listeners because I did ask some people what they wanted to know from you. So, okay. again, on the topic of fast fashion, we all know, like I discussed this, it's kind of the enemy here, if you will, because it's so cheap and it remains profitable because it's tempting to consumers. So since sustainable fashion is in such a high demand right now, the cost is generally more expensive. So do you have any advice for those who are trying to invest in more sustainable fashion brands but can't afford it? Like, what are some alternatives? Um, can you repeat? The Wi-Fi is keeps... Oh, my goodness. It just says my, my internet connection is unstable. That's not uh -oh. good. Okay. What did you just say? Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I said, the last, like, sentence I... Okay, I was saying um, because, you know, there's not as much of a demand for sustainable fashion, it's expensive. So do you have any advice to those who are trying to, like, you know, support these smaller sustainable businesses but can't afford it? 
Um, I would, so honestly, for something, for me, there's this really cool small business. It's, she makes these designer bags out of wood. They're sustainable and they're all handmade, but they're like $500. And I obviously uh, can't afford that. So what I do is I will share it with my friends. I'll share it on my Instagram just so that people who can, I know there are people in my circles who probably could afford that. So I'm just like blasting it out to people to be like, oh, this is what's here. You know, here's a small business yeah. that's sustainable that you can support. Um, and like literally sharing, sending people, if you can't afford like their $200 um, sustainable thing, if it's a friend, you can always send them a donation of like $5 if you really yeah. feel inclined. But there are ways to support these businesses that have nothing to do with like anything having to do with your wallet. Yeah, even so. just reposting their artwork. Or, yeah, even just yeah. literally reposting one of their posts is so, because it helps the Instagram algorithm too. Yeah, so, so kind of a win-win. Yeah, you don't have so, to spend money necessarily at these sustainable businesses in order to help them grow. That's very true. I think that's a huge takeaway from this because a lot of times, like, if I see a sustainable brand I really like and then their shirts are, like, $100, like, a plain T-shirt, I'm like, oh, I can't buy it. And then I move on. I'm like, like, I feel bad. Like, I couldn't help. But, you know, there's a lot of good alternatives, which you definitely yeah. proposed. And so um, moving on, a point that I emphasized in my episode on climate change a couple of like episodes back was the three R's. So, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, but more importantly, the importance of reduction before anything else in that little triangle. So do you think, this is a question I asked people um, on my Instagram, and I got a lot of responses. And it was, there was, generally a, there was generally a divide on this answer. So like based on what you think, do you think, that people should focus more on buying less or buying sustainably? Uh, simultaneously both. <laughs> because you don't, you can, because sustainable things last longer. Yeah. Because they're made to last. So by, buy, by, by buying sustainable, you're going to buy less. I like, like that. Yeah. And like by buying sustainability, like you only buy what you need, really. Um, I don't really go shopping for fun. I just like do it when I yeah. want to buy some. Not that just no. like need something. Like if I need a pair of black jeans, then I'll go to the store and find a pair of black jeans. So it's like yeah. about buying what you need versus like what you want, kind of. Yeah. Um, but that's buying less is buying sustainable. Like both are the same. When you buy sustainable, you buy less. When you buy less, you're being sustainable anyway. Yeah. So so I think self-control is a huge, another important aspect because even yeah. me sometimes, like I can be like an impulsive shopper. I know other people like buy things that they don't need. And so the only way for sustainability and reduction to kind of work in tandem is when you're, you know, overall like re controlling what you need to buy. Just knowing, knowing what's needed, what's a necessity is important. Yeah. And, um, Another listener actually asked, and I, I love this question. I think it's a good place to like wrap up. Do you think that there's going to be a future where sustainable fashion will be the new norm or at least more prevalent or no? Yes, I definitely. That's where we're heading. We're heading towards literally everything being sustainable because um, when there's higher demand, the prices will come down. You know, it's economics. Yeah. And um, so I think that when people are can afford it, like obviously now our economy is really bad so like people who probably yeah. could afford sample things right can't anymore so like there's like a lot of hurdles to get over but i think 
with more like sustain making more companies making sustainability affordable like Epica, there's going to be more opportunities for everyone to get involved in the environmental sustainable movement. And I agree so much. As long as it becomes more attainable, it's going to work. Yeah. Because that's the main deterrent. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it needs to be obtainable for everyone because, Mm -hmm. like, nothing is going to change. Like, literally, climate change is terrifying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And unless sustainability becomes more attainable to the masses, like, climate change it's going to be on its way (laughs) yeah and that's why i just hate that there's like in a simulation of sustainability with like rich like if you can afford to say yep you're rich like it should be for everyone it should be for everyone it needs it needs to be for everyone so that's like i'm a small company and i'm gonna make it for everyone like you are gonna i i in 10 years (laughs) you're gonna look back on this interview and be like a stella (laughs) And I will keep you in my contacts, too. <laughs> Thank you for that, Estella. I'm very glad I have a connection now. Yes. yes. So, well, unfortunately, that marks the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, Estella, for coming on today. You, you definitely taught me a lot about, like, sustainability, whether it was, like, greenwashing or, like, stats about the environment. I learned a lot. And so to the listeners, I hope you were able to gain some insight on this topic as well. And with that being said, thank you for listening to today's episode. And I'll see you next Thursday here on A Little Perspective.